the Stressed Out Caregiver Podcast, episode 139. Are elder law attorneys expensive? Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the Stressed Out Caregiver Podcast. I'm your host, Casey Price, from thestressedoutcaregiver.com, and today we're going to discuss the issue of whether elder law attorneys are expensive. And the first question is, what does expensive mean? You know, I think it's safe to assume that all attorneys are expensive. I don't think anyone out there wants to pay for legal services, even when it's something, when it provides help for something positive. Uh, You're going to be asked to write a check of some amount, hundreds or thousands or many thousands of dollars, and nobody ever likes doing that. And it definitely feels as though it's expensive, but expensive is a subjective um, word. It is a word that really hinges on the work being done and the benefit that you derive, what, the benefit you get from the work being done for you and the money you're paying and, and what do you get for your money. So let's take a look first before we go further into the answer of whether attorneys are expensive into how attorneys usually charge for the work they perform. And they usually charge their clients in one of three ways, either an hourly system or a flat rate or a contingent fee. So now an attorney who charges hourly will keep and collect all of their time on work performed and apply their hourly rate to the time they spend working on your matter. So if an attorney charges $300 an hour and works on your matter for 10 hours, you will pay the attorney $3,000 for the work they did. Most attorneys who bill on an hourly rate request a retainer up front. Now, a retainer is an amount on deposit that will be applied to your bill as they work on your matter. So let's consider an example where an attorney who charges $300 an hour asks for a $2,500 retainer up front. If the attorney does 10 hours of work and your bill is $3,000, they will apply the $2,500 retainer to the bill and send you an invoice for the additional $500, the amount in excess of the retainer. If the work on your matter isn't done at that point, they will probably ask that you replenish your retainer either with another $2,500 or whatever number they think would be appropriate given the circumstances. That would be how much work they think is left to be done. A retainer is not a flat fee. It is usually uh, always a, a deposit against the work that's going to be done in an hourly rate. But there is such thing as a flat fee. And an attorney who charges a flat fee, which is the second type of, of billing system that attorneys will use, an attorney who charges the flat a flat rate for the work will estimate the amount of time it will take them to do the work on your matter, the complexity of your matter, and the result they anticipate for, anticipate for you, and they'll charge you a flat fee based on that amount. In most instances, the flat fee charged is the only money you pay to the attorney for the work they will be doing on your matter. Sometimes, however, the flat rate is a minimum fee. So if the time spent on your matter is greater than the the amount you paid, they could charge you more money. The other thing is they may also narrowly define the work they're going to do for you. And of course, anything outside that narrow, narrowly defined or those narrowly defined parameters 
could result in additional fees. So you have to be careful when you're talking to an attorney about a flat fee. You want to make sure you understand exactly what the fee covers, the work they're going to be doing, what they're charging you for that work, and you know the things that fall outside of the fee being charged or, or the work being billed for the fee that's being charged. So you want to be very clear. The attorney will put it in writing. Uh, all attorney agreements should be in writing. So make sure you clearly understand what you're what you're doing. Make sure you understand that if you're if you're on an hourly system, that you realize it's not a flat fee. That retainer is not a one-time payment. That retainer will will have to be paid and replenished uh, ongoing. If the fu- if the fees exceed the retainer, you're going to pay more. So it is very different from a flat fee. But the flat fee may seem more expensive up front. You see, some attorneys like to charge hourly because they can bill smaller retainers and just send you bills along the way. Whereas an attorney charging flat fees, if they think the file is going to be a $15,000 file, they're going to ask you for that $15,000 check up front. And yeah, that's a big that's a big check to write. So you know there there are some pros and cons to both um, hourly and flat fee. And um, yeah, you got to think about it when you're talking to your attorney. If you don't like one system, I'm sure there's an attorney in your area who would charge the other way, or discuss it with the attorney you're talking to, and they may alter the way they bill you for your for your matter. Now, the third type of of billing um, of way to bill clients is is a contingent fee. And a contingent fee, that's an attorney who, who only gets paid if you get paid. This is your classic personal injury attorney that you've seen advertised on TV or in the phone book or online. They get paid a percentage of whatever they recover for you. And if you don't get paid, they don't get paid. Now, in most situations, the fees charged will range from one third, uh, which would be 33 and a third percent to 40 percent of the funds they recover for you. Although in certain situations, it could be less and in certain situations, it could be more depending on what your state allows. Uh, Most of the work uh, that elder law attorneys do will be charged on an hourly or a flat fee uh, rate. They don't, elder law attorneys don't usually use contingent fees because there is no uh, money to be gained in the end. There's no no third party here paying you that the attorney would get paid from in most situations. So usually an elder law attorney is going to charge an hourly or a flat fee um, rate for the work they do in your situation. Now, back to the question, are elder law attorneys expensive? The answer is, and, and, and I'm going to sound like an attorney when I say this, it depends. Now, if you look at the dollars, you're going to pay them in the abstract. So the attorney charges you a fee and you're going to write this big check. Then the answer is probably going to be yes. Attorneys will seem expensive, maybe extremely expensive. Uh, You may write them very, very big checks in order for them to do the work they're going to do for you. The reality, however, is there are a number of interesting circumstances that apply to issues involving elder law attorneys. First, there's often a different payer source. So in like, for instance, in a guardianship, the person in need of the guardian often pays for the attorneys who are involved in the matter. And that means the money usually doesn't come out of the pocket of the person stepping in to help the allegedly incapacitated person. So, you know, th- that, that means while the attorney might be expensive, there probably will be somebody else paying the bill for the work they're going to do to assist you in the matter. In a state administration, you know, the estate usually pays the attorney, uh, especially if it's the executor that is in, in, in um, 
you know, encountering the fees, um, the, the estate is going to be the one to pay the attorney. And again, in most situations, so no money's coming out of the pocket of the person the attorney is helping in that situation, but it will reduce the amount that is received by the beneficiaries. And if the executor or anybody else that, that might be paid or whose attorney might be paid from the estate is a beneficiary, it will reduce your share of the estate by whatever percentage you would have received. Now, second, in many situations, the money paid to an attorney would have spent anyway. So it's really no additional cost. It's almost like the elder law attorney is free. So what do I mean by that? If you were going to pay the nursing home $10,000 for a month of care, but instead you paid that money to the elder law attorney for $10,000 worth of help, then it's as though the attorney is free because you would have spent it on the nursing home anyway. Here, you just have one month left, one month less available to pay to the nursing home. You're going to give that to the attorney for the work they're going to do and your loved one's going to go on Medicaid one month sooner the money had to be spent anyway. This situation occurs frequently in Medicaid planning, which is also known as long-term care planning and asset protection planning. And it's a situation where you're protecting money from the cost of long-term care. And it also happens frequently in Medicaid applications uh, because your loved one's gonna need to go on Medicaid, you wanna get help, you would just pay the nursing home less money because you're gonna pay the attorney some money to help you with the Medicaid application. And frankly, it, it occurs in any situation where a loved one's in a nursing home when you need legal help, if it, if guardianship, estate planning, any situation where they would be paying money to the nursing home or the assisted living or, or for any other type of care before they would go on Medicaid. If you pay the attorney for assistance and you're receiving uh, fair market value for the services or you're paying fair market value for the services your loved one's receiving, then um, it is as though it's free because you're just directing money that would have gone to the care provider, to the attorney, and you'll be applying for Medicaid a little bit sooner. Bottom line is this, while elder law attorneys might seem expensive, their fees are often either paid by someone else or paid for money that had to be spent anyway. The services elder law attorneys provide often go a long way towards easing the stress and whatever elder care issues you're dealing with and can save a tremendous amount of time and money in the long run. Do not be scared away by the idea that elder law attorneys are expensive. Think of them as an investment that might yield tremendous results for you and your aging parent, spouse, or elderly loved one for whom you are helping. So that's it. I hope this is helpful. I mean, it's it's really important that you understand that while attorneys, elder law attorneys specifically might seem expensive, they provide a tremendous value that might really be tremendously greater than the amount of money you paid them for the help. If you pay an attorney $10,000 to help you save $200,000, that's a pretty good return on your investment if you ask me. Now, if you have questions, if you have issues about this or anything else, please let me know. Send me an email, Casey at the stressed out caregiver.com. And you know, today specifically, if you have experience dealing with an elder law attorney, I'd love to know how it went and, and what you thought. Um, so please share your your experience with me here, Casey at the stressed out caregiver.com. I'd love to to have that conversation with you and see how things went. And remember, if you have issues that you're dealing with, if you are the caregiver for an aging parent spouse, 
or elderly loved one, you are invited to join the Stressed Out Caregiver Facebook support group. It is there on Facebook, free to everybody and anyone caring for an aging parent, spouse, or elderly loved one who wants to leverage the knowledge of other caregivers. It's a chance to get assistance from other people caring for loved ones and to also share what you have learned to hopefully help others struggling with issues you have experienced dealing with yourself. I hope you'll consider joining the group and I can't wait to see you there. Now remember, um, uh, one last thing, do me a favor, subscribe to the podcast and if you would be so kind to leave a a five-star rating and and a review of how this podcast is helping you uh, with the job of caring for your loved one, how this podcast provides tips and strategies that reduce the stress associated with caring for your loved one. If you would do that for me, I'd be very, very grateful. Now, remember that today and as always, um, this show is not intended to be legal advice, but rather information that you can use to help find your you or to help you and your aging parent, spouse or elderly loved one um, each find the highest possible quality of life and do it with the least amount of stress. So once again, and as always, my name is Casey Price. I am from thestressedoutcaregiver.com. Look for me on Facebook at the Stressed Out Caregiver Facebook page. Look for the Stressed Out Caregiver Facebook support group. Check out the website. Listen to the podcast. I can't wait to talk to you again. And until I do, I wish you nothing but the best.